Welcome to the Talk Faith Podcast, an outreach ministry of Lone Star Church in Northwest Missouri. Each month, we will bring you a timely message of faith from the Word of God that we believe will make an impact in your life. Let's join Pastor C.F. Rainey for this month's message. Well, praise the Lord. We welcome you into our March podcast. We're so glad that uh, you're listening again. Excited to be with you this month. And this month, it's kind of ironic when I tell you what we're going to talk about here in a minute. But this month, it's just me. I'm alone. I don't have a guest. My wife's not joining me. We don't have anyone else with us. So it's just me this month. And we're going to talk about a subject that I think is so important and, and something that is often left out in the body of Christ. And that is, you can't do it alone, right? I told you it'd be ironic. I'm doing this podcast alone, but you can't do it alone. And I think so many times in life, we, we get to this point, and, and especially I think uh, for men, this may be a little stronger in men than, than maybe it is for women. Uh, but it's this lone wolf thing. It's, man, I can do it alone. I don't need help. I'm strong enough. I'm I'm good enough. I'm tough enough. I, I can do all these things on my own, but ultimately you need help. And and we're going to talk about that today. And and hopefully this opens your eyes to some things in the word. And uh, maybe this just simply strengthens some things that you already know in, in your own life that you couldn't do it alone, that maybe you tried for years. And and so my wife, Nicole, and I, maybe this is your, your first time listening to our podcast. My wife, Nicole, and I pastor uh, Lone Star Church here in Northwest Missouri. And um, we've been doing that for coming up on 19 years this summer. And when we first started pastoring, the the congregation was very small. And uh, many of the members at the time were older. And so, so much of what we did, we, we were doing on our own because there wasn't a, a lot of people there to help. And then ultimately uh, just got in this mindset as the church grew and, and expanded uh, and, and really it was, it was me, uh, more than my wife, uh, but just get in this mindset that no, I, I can do it alone. I can, I can, you know, I can move all this stuff alone and I can go take care of this at church alone and I can go do this alone and I can teach this and lead this and come to the realization after a whole lot of years in ministry where I should have figured it out that I couldn't do it alone. And, and so ultimately that opened up to us starting to seek some, some help and, uh, had some amazing ministers that, that shared with us and mentored us. And, uh, just so thankful for people. Um, I'm, I'm thinking back, especially someone who really, uh, helped me in this and realized that I needed to, to get to the point to build teams. Pastor Caleb Moran, uh, down in Louisiana it was the, the, so awesome. And, and, helping us to realize, hey, this is what you're doing, and this is why you, you've only went this far, because you can't do it alone. And I tell our church this all the time. If, if there is one person on this earth that could have done it by themselves, it was Jesus, and he chose not to. And we're going to look at some of those things in the Word as we're going through here today. Uh, but I just want to encourage you, maybe that's been you, and, and you feel like, man, I'm, I'm, I want to give up. I, I can't go on because you've, you've gotten to the end of your strength. You've gotten to the end of your talents. You've gotten to the end of what you can do 
by yourself. And honestly, that's where I was about uh, five or six years ago. It's, I, I don't think I can do anymore. I, I should, right. I, I can't do anymore for this church. I've taken it as far as I can go. And that was my problem. I was trying to do it by myself. I was trying to do it on my own. Now, granted, we understand we, we do things together with God. Amen. And, and the Bible tells us in Hebrews 13, verse 5, it tells us that God will never leave us nor forsake us, and we're so thankful for that. Amen. That God won't leave us nor forsake us, that when we get born again right, we know he comes to live on the inside of us, and we're he's in us, and we are in Christ. We're in him. But God, and we're going to look at this in the Word, realize that, that we have this need for connection. And we need people in our life, and I'm so thankful for people and these connections I made. And I, I was actually talking last week. Um, we were down in Louisiana to, at a conference with pastors Mark and Trina Hankins, who uh, have been such a powerful connection in in our life. Uh, they're who Nicole and I consider to be our pastors, and and those connections, as Nicole and I have looked back over the years, those connections have met, made such amazing difference in our life. Uh, we, we wouldn't be where we're at without the connections that we made. And, and as I was talking about that, I had the opportunity to uh, have dinner one evening when we were down in Louisiana with Pastor Steve Munns of uh, Go Ministries International. And uh, just this amazing man, uh, really one of the godfathers of youth ministry, uh, especially modern youth ministry, and uh, just an amazing man. And he has a book that he wrote called The Journey. And in that book, it's really just his testimony. And he talks about what he calls God dots, right? Like a dot to dot, right? Like little activities for a kid. He calls them God dots. And he says these are these connections that he's made that, that have turned his life, right? That have guided him, that have been these uh, amazing markers in his life to, to take him to the next level, right? To encourage him, inspire him, and to, to help him along the way. And I think if, if any of us are being honest, we can look back and, and we can see all of these dots, right? All of these people that God has put in, in, in our path to help guide us, direct us, encourage us, inspire us, mentor us, whatever it is, help us whatever it is that they did, and that we realize we wouldn't be here without those people. And so you can't do it alone. You, you need people. And, and so you, you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2. Okay, so what do we know about in, here in Genesis? We know that God had just created man. Amen. And so in the garden, right, we have God and man. And you think, well, well, it, you, you don't need anything else. It's 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 Adam. It's God. He he's created this amazing place for Adam to live, right? And he's got God walking with him and talking with him. And and if you look in in Genesis chapter two, right? And we're just going to read through some of these scriptures. Let me get in the right translation here, so I can I can get there. But Genesis chapter two. We, we, we see God speaking to Adam. Praise the Lord. Here in verse 18, Genesis 2.18. It says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good 
for the man to be alone. So, so God, our creator, right, makes this amazing statement. He says, it's not good for you to be alone. Well, well he wasn't alone, right? He had God. He had the garden. He, he had everything he needed. Well, no, God said, it's not good for you to be alone. And he says, I will make a helper who is just right for him. That's in the New Living Translation. I love the way it, it reads there. I'll make a helper who is just right for him. Right, and, and then so God made Eve so, so that Adam wouldn't be alone. We, we see in Ecclesiastes 4, and this is so good, in Ecclesiastes 4, and, and this is a scripture you've probably heard maybe at a wedding, right? It, it's maybe not a book of the Bible that you're, you're reading in a lot in Ecclesiastes, but, but here in um, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and, and you go over to verse 9, and again, I'm reading this out of the New Living. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. And there's so much depth to that, right? When, when you think about it, uh, and, and again, I read this scripture a lot when, when I'm performing a wedding ceremony, and you realize that I, I realize it in my own life. Uh, my, my wife, Nicole, I, I was sharing with our church not long ago when I was sharing with a, a group of others that the most important decision you will make in your life, the number one most important decision anyone listening to this will make in their life is to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Boom, number one, most important decision you'll make. And I said the second most important decision that you'll make is who you marry, right? Who, who you come into covenant with in, in that relationship because that is your helpmate. That, that is, right, God created Eve to, to be Adam's helper, to, to be alongside him in life in all that he was called to do. And, and I look back and, and I see that as truth. I'm, I'm actually recording this uh, this, this month in, in our church, in our sanctuary, and I'm, I'm, I can look out and I can see where my wife and I stood right at the altar and, and got married uh, coming up on 25 years ago. And I, I look back on the steps that we've taken, right, going to Rama, right, together. And she was always there to encourage me, inspire me, uh, to speak a word when God would give it to her and j just this amazing strength, and, and I tell her all the time, and, and so often she doesn't believe it. I, I don't know that she doesn't believe it, but she, right, the, sometimes flattery is, is tough for people to accept, but I tell her, look, I wouldn't be where I'm at without her. Th this church, whether, whether this church knows it or not, Lone Star wouldn't be where it's at without her. She is such a backbone to, to all the ministry of the, the church, and, and she is such a, a guiding force in so many things. And in our building of teams and what we've done here at the church, she's been such an inspiration in that and, and really someone that, that jumped out ahead of it uh, to help build those teams and, and to keep them together and to keep things going. And none of that happens right alone. And, and so two people are better off than one. Right, Ecclesiastes four nine. Why? Because they can help each other succeed. My, my wife and I. Hopefully, that's what we do. We are helping each other succeed. It's not just about her helping me succeed; it's about me helping her succeed. 
And it goes on in verse 10. It says, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? Anytime I read that scripture, I think back. So this would have been, let me think. My son is turning 17 here this month. And so this would have been like 18 years ago that Nicole and I took a trip and we went out to Boston and then we went up into Maine. And we, when we went up into Maine, this, this was, you know, 18 years ago and we, we didn't have a, we, we stayed in a nice hotel in Boston, but when we were going to Maine, uh, and back at the time we, we were just really on a, a tight budget and we're like, man, it's, it's going to be summer, right? It, it'll be early June, late May. Uh, let's just camp out when we go to Maine, we can save some money. And, and we found a campground and we pitched a tent. We were, we were just right off the beach, uh, about a quarter of a mile, just a beautiful campground. And we're there and the weather's supposed to be nice. And it was, it was lovely weather except one night. One night, uh, it dipped down to either the the low 40s, high 30s. I mean, it was cold one night. Most other evenings, it was in in the 60s. But, man, it got cold that night. And here we are, we're sleeping in a tent. And I remember I got up the next morning, and I was walking over to the shower house, and, and a guy was walking by. And we were the only people on the campground in a tent. Everyone else at the time were in campers, uh, RVs. And he, he looks at me and he goes, man, it got cold last night. And I said, yes, sir, it did. He goes, how in the world did you stay warm in that tent? Right? We didn't have a heater. We didn't have anything. And, and let me tell you how we did it. It was, uh, we, we had right an air mattress and uh, sleeping bags and extra blankets. And I said, uh, it was a sleeping bag, extra blankets, and two people sleeping closer than they've ever slept in our lives. Right. And so anytime I read this scripture that talks about two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? I think about that night and I think about, man, I could have died that night if I was by myself. But I wasn't. Why? Because you can't do it alone. You were never called to do life by yourself. I wasn't called to do life by myself. You aren't called to do life by yourself. And, and so I look at all of these things and I look at the where we're at, Nicole and I, in ministry, and it's because we've made these amazing connections with people, people within our church and the teams that we have within our church, people that we've met in ministry, right, that we've connected to. And, and we've seen the, these, these times of when we make the right connection with the right people that we've just seen this exponential growth in, in ourselves, in our church, in, in the finances of the church, in, in the spiritual atmosphere of the church. Why? Because we've connected to the right people. And, and it goes on here in Ecclesiastes, uh, verse 12, Ecclesiastes 4, says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And so what's it talking about? It's talking about you need a team, right? We said it before. If, if one person could have done life by himself on his own and succeeded, it was Jesus. Yet Jesus didn't. 
And it's not because he could not have, because we know he could have. But he was showing us the example of how it's supposed to be done. Right? Jesus had the disciples. He had 12 disciples. We know he, he later then, then called the 70 or 72, depending on the translation you look at. But within the 12, he had the three, right? Peter, James, and John, who, who when he would go certain places, he'd go from the 12 to the three, right? He had his team. He had his squad. He had his group with him. And Jesus was showing us this amazing example of this is how you do life. God shows us this amazing example back in Genesis when he created Adam. When he created, he looked at it and he said, it is good. And then he said, it's not good for you to be alone. Amen. And so God recognized this idea that, that man has to have connection, right? And, and to try to do everything on your own, you will only go so far and then you'll fail. Because you can't do it by yourself. You, you look at, I mean, God looked at man, right, with the Tower of Babel there in the Old Testament. He's basically like, look what they can do when they come together. <laughs> He's like, they're going to make a stairway to heaven because they've come together, right, in unity. And so we know Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Let's read that real quick. Praise the Lord. Aren't you thankful for the word? Amen. So here in Proverbs uh, 27, verse 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Right? And and that's what we're supposed to do. We're, we're not supposed to drag other people down. We're supposed to make each other better. And And that's why it's important that, that you have God-led, God-directed connections in your life. Not everyone you come in contact with, not everyone that sends you a friend request on Facebook, right, is supposed to be a divine connection in your life. And, and in fact, you, you, you can get into the place where you're just out grasping at straws, right, because you, you so desire maybe some of these connections and you, you start making some of the wrong connections. No, God wants you connected, but God wants you to connected. He wants you connected to the people he wants you connected to, right? The people that are going help you succeed, the people that are going to be a helpmate, the people that are going help sharpen you, help get you to the place where God wants you to be. Amen. And, and that's why it's important. And we say it all the time. That's why it's important that you're in the church God's called you to be at. Why? Because that's where your connections will be. That's where they'll start, right, in the church that God has called you to be. Number one, you're connecting to the pastor, right, the shepherd that God's called you to connect to. And number two, there are going to be people within that flock, people within that church that are divine connections to you. And, and Nicole and I have seen it as, as we've connected to our pastors, and, and we've seen Right when, when, when you plug into the place you're supposed to be plugged into, th that there's this, this flow that is coming your way because now you've connected to the right place. So often we're, we're, we're just connecting ourselves wherever. Right? And we just think, well, well, we're called to be connected to everybody. I'm not saying you're not called to, um, to have some level of connection 
to to a larger crowd. But where you're really plugged in, right, that, that is a specific place that God has called you to be. And that connection, right, is going to help you get to where God's called you to be. Praise the Lord. And, and so I want to look at a, a couple other places here. Um, right in, and we're not going to read all of these, but I just want you to see in Luke chapter 10, right, with the 70, Jesus sent them out two by two. He didn't send them out alone. He sent them out in groups together. We, we know in Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20, it talks about the prayer of agreement where two, right, come together asking, right, in agreement. And, and it, it talks about where, where two or more are gathered, right, that he's there. Talking about this, this power and connection, this power and being together. In, in Hebrews 10.25, it says, Don't uh, forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And, and it talks about when you come together, you're, you're there. And part of what you can do is encourage one another. And sometimes you just need to tell, you, you just need a connection. You just need someone that tells you, hey, get up. You can do it. Get up. Right? I, I love the, uh, the Rocky movies. And if you've ever watched the, the Rocky movies, uh, especially the early ones, right, Rocky has uh, his trainer, Mick, right? And, and Rocky, at times in those movies, is just getting pummeled, right? And he'll, he'll fall on the mat, and there's Mick yelling, get up, get up, Rock, get up. And sometimes you just need someone in your corner because life is going to sucker punch you sometimes. Life is going to knock you down sometimes. Amen. The, the, the enemy is a, is, is a defeated foe, and, and we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to get punched sometimes. No, you're, you have victory through it and over it. But sometimes life is going to knock you down, and sometimes when that happens, you feel like staying on the mat. That's why you need connections. That's why you need people around you. That's why you need not be alone. Because you need someone in your corner that looks at you and says, get up. You can do it. Get up. Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you just need someone to tell you you can do it. Amen. You can do it. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Get up. Get up off that mat. And, and, and it's easy, right, to, to uh, isolate ourselves. It, it, it's easy to do that. It, it, it's easier not to, to, to make those connections sometimes. Because when you reach out to make a connection, you, your flesh is always concerned that you might be rejected. Well, what if they don't want to connect with me? And what if they don't connect back with me? Right? So we isolate ourselves sometimes. The Bible talks about the, the, the devil. Right, our enemy goes about as a roaring lion, seeking seeking whom he may devour. Right, if you've ever watched the the Discovery Channel or uh, in any of those wildlife documentaries, right, as big as a lion is, and we call a lion the king of the jungle, as big as a lion is, a, a lion. Usually, you don't see a lion as you watch those shows. You don't see a lion just run in to a herd of of antelope or a herd of gazelles just run into a herd and, and grab one. No, what are they doing? They're waiting for one to walk away from the herd. 
Why? Because there's protection in the herd. Even though a lion's bigger than a gazelle, that herd of gazelles offers some protection from a predator. So, so those lions are waiting for one to get out by itself. Well, that's the enemy is like a roaring lion. What's he wait? He's waiting for you to get out by yourself, so he can come attack you, and there's no one there to help. Right? Ecclesiastes says you can get back to back and fight together. There's no one there to help when you get knocked down. There's no one there to pick you up. There's no one there to tell you to get up off the mat. No, we we need each other. Jesus sent them out two by two in, in uh, Acts chapter 15, uh, verse 22. We send, see them sending them out in groups. We know Paul ends up, he and Silas go and, right, remember the time in Acts 16, they, they get arrested and they're beaten and they're there and it says at the midnight hour together they started singing praises to God. How many know that becomes much easier when someone's singing with you? Amen. It becomes easier when someone's there singing with you. Now we know God will never leave us nor forsake us. And if we are alone, that he is always there. Amen. But, but the importance of having someone with us, it, it, it's interesting because you think of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Together, David had Jonathan. David had his mighty men. It is so much better to have a team, to, to have a, a group, a squad around you. God God made us to be connected with other believers. Nicole and I uh, were teaching our grow classes that we do with people that are new to the church. And uh, so the vision of our church that, that we uh, came up with a few years ago, right? There, there are four main tenets of, of that, and it is to reach, connect, grow, and impact. Reach, connect, grow, and impact. And, and we teach and talk about that, and we share the scriptures that go along with it and how God has given us this vision. But, but it's interesting. Number two on there is connect. And, and I want to read to you what we have written down here in our uh, information that we give to people. And it says, God created us to not only live in fellowship with him but with other believers. The early church is a perfect example for us today. They worshiped together. They ate together. They simply experienced life together as part of a community of believers. And at Lone Star, we strive to connect people together to build lasting friendships around the Word of God. And so I just want to encourage you in that. God has people for you. God has divine connections for you. And if you'll seek him and you'll ask him, he, he will connect you with those that you're supposed to be connected with. And a big part of that is getting in the right church. So if you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it from, right? If, if you're around us in Northwest Missouri and Southern Iowa, we would love to have you come and connect here. But wherever you're listening, start to seek God because God did not call you to do life alone. God did not call you to fulfill the plan of God for your life alone. There are people that he has called to be alongside you, people that are going to encourage you, people that are going to inspire you, people that are going to teach you things that you need to know, people that are going to mentor you, people that are going to be there that you can mentor, that you can help. But because that's it. It's, it's not just uh, about you need help. There are people that need you. Amen. The, the Bible talks about it. I, I want to close with this. Let me go over here um, to Romans chapter 12. It, it's so good. My, my wife teaches, my wife Nicole teaches out of this. 
often. And in, in Romans 12, let's see, down here in verse 4. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this out of the Passion Translation, Romans 12, 4. And it says, in the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. I mean, you have a unique function. You have a unique set of talents and gifts. And it, verse 5, it says, and so it is in the body of Christ, for though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another, with each contributing to the others. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have to prophesy. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of giving to meet the needs of others, then may you prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. If you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. Right? What, what's it talking about here? It's talking about God has, has graced us and blessed us, and those gifts, when they come together, right, in a, in a local church, it, it allows that church, that, that local body, to accomplish all that God has for them to accomplish. And, and so, again, here, here in closing, I, I want to thank you for, for listening, but, but I want to remind you and encourage you, you can't do it alone. God saw it early in Genesis. It's not good for man to be alone. Right? Maybe, maybe you're listening Thank you, Lord. Maybe, maybe you're listening, and because of all the, all the the stuff with with COVID and everything, maybe you got out of the habit of going to church. I'll I'll never forget uh, Pastor Mark Hankins that that when churches were closed down everywhere, and and a lot of churches, many churches, including us, weren't meeting in person, that he did a Zoom call with a, a number of pastors. I'm so honored and thankful to, that I was on that call. And he, he, he looked at us all, and he said, it, it's time to get back to church. And he used that scripture, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Right? Because you can have all this strength. You can have all these talents. And you can do okay on your own. And you can find some success. But when you come together in a team, you, you think of the movie, right? Avengers Assemble. Right? You've got all these superheroes Right, the the first one you've got Captain America and you've got Thor and you've got Hulk and you you you've got Hawkeye, right? And and you've got um, Black Widow and you've you've got these people who individually have these amazing talents and powers and strengths, and and they could win certain battles and they could do certain things. But when they assembled together, right? My my wife and I, uh, we enjoy some of the 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 Marvel movies and superhero movies. And, and when you watch the, the last Avengers movie, right, Endgame, and at the end, right, when, when the, the, the enemy, when Thanos seems like he is he has gained control and, and he's going to win again, all of a sudden the team starts to grow and they start to appear. And something on the inside just just starts to leap on the inside of you when you see that. You're like, oh, man, look at this. They're all coming. You thought they were gone. You thought they disappeared. You thought they were lost. And, and here they just start arriving, 
right? The cavalry is coming. The, the, the help is on its way. And, and right through, through teamwork and, and through coming together, they, they get a victory. The most amazing athletes in the world, right? The, there's always going to be this debate about who's the best basketball player of all time. And, you know, I'm a kid, grew up in the 80s, and I was a huge Larry Bird fan, and it was Bird and Magic. But then when Michael Jordan came on the scene, it, it changed everything, how he played and how he did things. And you look at the championships that he won, right, these championships that he won. But, but guess what? He didn't do it alone. He, 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 he may not have had a, right, all these other superstars on his team, but he didn't do it alone. Right? He wasn't winning those until they assembled a team around him that would complement his talents, that would allow him to have the success that he ended up having winning all these multiple championships. It doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter what kind of gifts you have. You will only go so far on your own. You can't do it alone. The great thing is we know God will never leave us nor forsake us, but we also know that he has called us to connect with other people. Thank you for joining Pastor C.F. Rainey on the Talk Faith Podcast. Remember, if you are in Northwest Missouri, we would love for you to worship with us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. For more information about us, please visit our website at LoneStarChurch.org or follow us online on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others can share in the word. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to being with you again next month for another faith-building message from the Word of God.